Gus is piping and overflowing, in fact. You hear? We got a jam-packed show today. <laughs> it's giving pool shows. We're talking about Alaska's Canadian adventures, Willem's feature in the book club, and the Fire Island doll invasion. Yeah, Fran Tirado stops in to give us the tea on the East Coast Trans Excellence happening. Plus, a tip spot from the one and only John Lovett to update us on all the political happening-zing-zings going on right now. Ooh, and the cave is full of spreadsheets this week. Spread them. The Torkelsons are finally explained. Plus, Portland's drag scene has a milestone achievement. Honey, the goss is giving Anna. She's serving. She's gossing out. Let's goss. Let's go. All right. M. Oh. M. Mom! Baby, I podcast for me. For me. Mama. Baby. This is our form. This is... <laughs> we want to welcome you back. Ooh. For yet another steaming, Gaming. piping, Gaming. scalding, Gaming. serving of podcasts. Oh, this is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, oh, gossip and politics, Teeks. and take a deep dive Teeks. into the DMs. Let's get into some hot gossip. That's hot gossip. Hottest gossip. <clears throat> What's mm-hmm. the goss? What's the goss on the street? Uh, What's the gossing? Summer shows. I've seen all the big ones and I'm getting ready to see more. I've seen Janet. I've seen Jinx. I've seen um, I've seen some junk, honestly, too. Uh, but Jinx's mm-hmm. tour was amazing. Really? Mm-hmm. She was on time, ready to go. She texted Ben a full drag picture of herself at 8 p.m. saying, it's not my fault we're running late. I'm ready. <laughs> Oh, it always is. Bitch, it was everything. I got to sit next to Pamela Alden, who's the voice of Bobby Hill. Oh my God, amazing. And in front of me was Jennifer Tilly. So I was like, excuse me, Miss Tilly. Miss Tilly, do you remember a girl throwing up like a, like a decade ago? And she's like, was that you? You did it so pretty. Oh my God, you won and you were so great. And then you were gone. We were so confused. I was like, yeah, that was me. How you doing? Miss Tilly. Miss Tilly, Tilly, Tilly. Miss Tilly. No, girl, it's always how it is. Everyone's like, oh, these drag queens, these trifling, fucking irresponsible drag queens. No, girl. We panic to get ready on time. And then the box office is like, yeah, uh, the, the, a lot of the guests aren't here yet. So we're going to hold the house for a half an hour. Are you good hour. for another half hour? So audience, remember, it might just be your fault if the drag queen is mm-hmm. late. Oh, long, long lines at the bar. Oh, yeah, everyone is still at the bar, and um, 30% of the people are still parking and have not arrived yet. So uh, we're going to hold. Negative 0.5% are buying your merch. <laughs> they said it looks like iron on crap. No. <laughs> uh, we need you out of the building by 9.30. <laughs> oh, there is a hard out. You will be we, charged overtime. Yeah. We don't have laundry facilities. <laughs> no showers. Uh, you we have showers, but there. no soap. <laughs> you like cold water, right? No towels. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll around on the rug. <laughs> we do have a full shower. <laughs> no towels. Uh, anyway, I and heard you... the show was groundbreaking, sensational, incredible. I was almost stuck in Vancouver, so unfortunately I was not able to um, make it. Was it because of customs lines? Being so crazy, uh, you almost missed a flight? No, it was because of late drag queens. No, I'm just kidding. Um, That's so upsetting. No, I, I don't know what the delay was. We asked the person at the desk and he said it was because they were trying to find a crew. So I, I think it was because we had a connection from Vancouver to Seattle, which is a 25-minute flight. Uh-huh. So with these short flights, sometimes crews are like, bitch, I'm not doing that. I'm not trying uh, to get paid for 25 minutes. No. Because they only get paid for when the fucking door is closed. Yeah. So it's very hard now to get, you know, crew to do those short flights. So we we almost didn't make it, but we did end up making it back. A little delayed, but it was late at night. Well, 
You were there with all the big ones, including Pablo, two Bs, Vitar, uh, Priyanks, Trixie. Sure. Slater was there as well. Happy Land Festival in Vancouver. That was fun. What is it? Is it just like a show where people perform music or is it like, are there games? Is there funnel cake? Are there carnies? P-N-E is a, um, an amusement park. It's a, it's a, it's a small, cute park with like, you know, rides and roller coasters. And for pride, they, they have an amphitheater. And so they did like a, a festival, like a, a concert festival. I love it that. was so fun. We were on at seven great. o'clock, so Ooh, we had good timing. girl. The lighting Sunset. was the Lord was the Lord was shining upon us. I with see the these pictures. Honey. I can see the whites of your eyes and your outside, but it's fully lit. Yeah, these might the, be new booking photos. Honestly, Mama, you put bo- them in the press book kit. It. She said, book "Look, it, she dances, bitch. she moves. She got one uh-huh. foot on the ground." <laughs> we had so <laughs> much grounded. fun. Grounded artist. It was very much a whirlwind getting to that stage because, like, two two of the dancers, the two young women, I had not even met until the day of. We we did everything remotely, and so it was a little like, oh my god, is this you know, is this even gonna happen? But it happened, and it was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Thank you, you to look, Canada for having us. So Thank beautiful. Uh, What's this speak- Jasmine Kennedy clip here? Girl, she's doing nude pool shows. She said, I'm moving to Vegas. She said, how's that for a reveal? Something. Do you like that, Daddy? (laughs) Very. Can you you show us the clip? Yes. Oh, I just hit the play button in the outline like an idiot. Like three times. Hit the play button, faggot. (laughs) Can you see it? (laughs) She jumps in the pool in a swimsuit. Did her top go away? She took it off. Oh. Yes, how? And then she... Is she in tape or she, she got a ascends. It looks like she, just tape. Yes, She comes bitch. out of the pool look at my from body, the stairs. Look at her body. Don't she look sexy? Don't she look sexy? Oh, is okay. It is it titties? Is it? Yeah, it's a nude panty. Yeah, she got titties out. Must be. Yes, bitch. <laughs> the moans are hitting. Does she she said, look at my body. On? I don't know. Maybe. She, she, she might have a pasty on. She is feeling it. She just took her shot before this number. <laughs> yes, bitch. Jasmine Kennedy, I live, bitch. Go taking, on. Taking cues from Erica and doing flawless pool shows. Like, if you can jump in a pool and then get out, Bitch. And still that's, look beautiful. That's not day walking. That's day strolling. You can walk What's slow. What's on? The heel the whole time. Bitch, of yes. course she has a pool shoe. <laughs> she is the pool party princess. A strappy single soul is best for if you're doing pool walking. Ladies and gentlemen, the pool party princess, Jasmine <laughs> Kennedy. The, the ditzy doll of the daytime. The ditzy doll of Dippins. an in-ground pool. <laughs> she is amazing. She better work. Where was Every, this at? It's on her Twitter in Vegas. I mean, where in the world? Girl, you that know it's Vegas. Vegas. She is Jersey. a Vegas girl. Oh, Jersey. The, Jersey and Vegas Jersey. have very similar aesthetics. S- sister cities. <laughs> sister cities, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Anything goes. Anything goes. Uh, so go check out Jasmine Kennedy's Twitter. It's J-A-S-M-I-N-E-K-E-N-N-E-D-I-E. That's right. Mouth it- almighty. <laughs> <laughs> there is a great rainbow spotlight this week. Uh, Ooh. His name's Keenan Linesdale. Um, and he was in High School Musical years mm-hmm. and years and years ago. And now he's like an amazing artist. He has great songs. They're all about being gay. I'm pretty sure I heard Bussy. I love it when you can hear the Bussy. Me too. Does it talk? I can put googly eyes on it and a little (laughs) mustache. Honey, 
And it'll give the fucking State of the Union address, Let honey. Let me see your pussy talk. <laughs> it'll talk. talk. What does it want? <laughs> uh, the uh, If it's good, it'll heal. The song is called Enter the Gay Street Fighter by Keenan Lonsdale. So why don't we take a listen and check out that video if you get a second. And it's we'll so be right hard. back. I'd like to finish him. Oh. That's Mortal Kombat, but... Now I'ma get a little nasty, get a little sassy Teaching niggas why it's pretty boys rule And they be bitching about the homos Cause they got the FOMO But they wanna taste the pussy so good So we can hit it from the front We can get it from the back Probably suck up on my dick good Better than they chick do Making all the straight boys oh, I know I'm making it hard for you And we never Tried to hurt no one We just love That ain't wrong, baby But you know now our blood's been spilled by your hands and I've had enough uh, Your motherfucker's turning me into the gay street fighter I'm trying to love you but you're making this shit so hard Stay trying to help you clean your mess cause you done fucked it up And even though you might not thank me for your happy life Just know it's great that makes the world so goddamn right Let me tell you about a time the universe was mine and yes it told me to This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days and it's important to stand out. Good web design will engage your audience. You know it's true. Right, and the business needs a website to feel real. And that's why Squarespace is so important. The good people at Drag Queen of the Year use it with great success. It's true, we did. We said we need a website and we need it fast. And guess what? Squarespace is fast and it looks really good. You don't have to know code or anything. Yeah, Squarespace has Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system. It's never been easier. Start with a best in class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. Plus, you can easily sell your products on an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And the analytics are detailed and very helpful. Learn where your site visits are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. You can even build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. They've got it all. So check out squarespace.com slash drag for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code DRAG, drag. to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag. It's called Book Club. Look it up, sweaty. (laughs) Why don't we take a second to chat about that book? You know the one. You know, it's called, and don't fuck it up, An Oral History of RuPaul's Drag Race, The First Ten Years. I think they really missed an opportunity to have an anal history. (laughs) Instead, <laughs> that'll be your version, baby. Willem's version, honey. Put put it in the file. Put it in the file. Now, this book, I finally got through all of chapter four. Uh, they don't talk to Sharon. There's no account from her at all. People talk about her in here. They don't talk about um, anything that she did on set that was inflammatory, really. But I get like almost nine pages, and one of the things that they say in here that's so untrue is their Jiggly admits she has a phone in there, um, <gasps> <laughs> which is great. She had a phone. She had a phone. Um, they they said, where is it? I meant to take, like, hit the page with a note. They said that, they said something like, she broke so many rules that by the time we were done, we had no idea what they were. And then they literally list four rules that I broke, which are the same four that are 
magically pinned to the top of my Twitter for the last few years. Um, and I don't, I don't understand why you would say he broke so many rules. I didn't. I broke four. And the second time I broke one was because you were treating us like shit. And I was standing up for the other girls. And I was like, if this is what gets me kicked out, so be it. You know? And I said that to all of them then. And Chanel, literally, after I went to Chris McKim and was like, do you want some hand sanitizer? It was the end of the day. And I was Pre-COVID. like. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. And he's like, no. yeah, I guess. You know, it's been a long day. Dirty. I was like, yeah, I went and got this at the store last night when I took a couple of the other girls and we got all the things we need, our pantyhose, our Sally Hansen leg spray, our nail glue, our this, our that, because we gave your PAs money four days ago and we still don't have it. And there was an off day. We should have been run to the store on that day to get our stuff, you know, because you're only allowed to bring so much stuff with you and like you're not going to bring like, you know, mouthwash or like the things that you know you can get there when you're going to be gone a month and a half. And like yeah. we needed stuff. I one of the things I wanted was mouthwash because I used it every morning. And I was like, I need this. Like, I need my shit. Like, there's no reason I shouldn't. I live in LA. We know there's stores right around the corner. I know where they are. You could walk there. So it was kind of annoying that they lied on me with that, but they were pretty complimentary about other stuff. I don't think that um oh, they said something like um, when a queen got eliminated, they'd do their little goodbye thing and we'd usher them into their last interview and they'd be they'd pack their stuff up. And then they said, after she was kicked off, we went to go talk to her. And then it says, if you recall, she put lipstick on her ass and put the print on the mirror. So she was upstairs in the interior illusions lounge, sitting on a Kleenex because she still had lipstick all over her ass. Now I knew because the episode before that, that everything was trade out and everything in the interior illusion lounge had to go back to the interior illusions lounge or the world of wonder would have to pay for it because it was just on loan. So at that, because I cut the pillow out of my boat that I stole from the lounge to like put in there, which was one of the rules I broke or whatever, even though I gave it back, because they told us they're destroying the boats right after the challenge. They were back by the garbage. And I was like, hold on, there's a pillow in there. And I went and I like knifed it out and like unupholstered it. So it says she was sitting upstairs in the interior illusions lounge, sitting on a Kleenex because she still had lipstick all over her ass. I put the Kleenex down because I didn't want to ruin the chair for them because, like, I knew. Like, I wasn't an asshole, and they do paint me as kind of a prick in some points, but it's just like, what did you want? I gave you exactly what you wanted. Good TV. Well, I know um, it must be false because you have too much ass for one Kleenex. Uh, no, there were... You need a bounty or, uh, you know... There, there was more Quicker than pick her up for honey. <laughs> the really inflammatory part for me was when uh, the Chris lipstick Mc- reacted with your ass and made it break out. No, not at all. Oh, Chris okay. McKim in here, who's a producer on the show, is literally saying, um, "I don't, I can't even really remember the reason that he was exactly kicked off because she broke so many rules." It's funny because he was in the reunion meeting with Randy and Tom to discuss what RuPaul was going to ask to me and what the storyline was going to be. And they were the ones that came up with your husband visited you because like, I was just literally talking about like my husband coming to, to drop off stuff or something. And they were like, Oh, we'll go with that. Like they came up with it. And then in the book, he's like, Oh, we're, I don't even know. It's like, you did know. You were one of the three people in the room. I'm not bitter. I just want truth to be known, and I want my narrative to read as it should and not what this book pretends to think that they know. Because Maria Elena Fernandez, she's their hired gun, and they edited these transcripts to to make them look like the pristine people of the world when really I was doing what I should and standing up for a reality show contestants who have no representation anywhere who are miss who are underpaid and abused a lot of the times bethany frankel is trying to make a a union for us right now because like honestly if you fight against anything on a reality show you're going to be branded difficult and then they'll send you home the next episode literally that's what i that's why i thought i was going to go home on episode two but chanel sat me down and she's like girl don't walk off don't walk off let's go to denny's think it over and then they kept me till episode eight until i forced their hand so that is my book club for the week. I wanted to correct that. We're on chapter five next week, which is my seasonal sister and co-host, Alaska Thunderfuck. Who? Me? You? Can't wait. Baby. Can't you wait get, for the rundown. You want to get soaking wet? Let's get soaking wet. 
Mama, go on. Get me a pool and a sandal, and I will. (laughs) Girl. Speaking of pool party shoes, the Fire Island Pines had a doll invasion this month. (gasps) And we are going to be talking to the person that involved, that organized the whole shebang. Honey. And also he bang. Or in they bang. This is a very special tip spot. We are, of course, talking about the doll invasion. Yes. Fire Island Pines doll invasion. And the person who made it all possible, the one, the only, please welcome to the stage, Fran Toronto. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Aw, <laughs> applause. Oh my gosh, is that Courtney Act I hear? Hello. <laughs> Hey, girl, uh, hey. We usually don't do a, a TTS, which is a two-tip spot, but <laughs> we had to today because this doll invasion, this sounds like a party I want to be invited to next year for sure. Yay! Oh, my God, that makes me so happy. We would love to have you. It was the first annual event, and yes, I am one of the... I guess it was my idea, and I was the lead organizer behind it, but it was very much so uh, a work of a collective. It was definitely a big group of people that made it happen. It was so fun. Is this Chikatita so, in the pool? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, my God, a girl. Finding her so, light. My mom listens to this. She probably has no idea what any of this means. Can okay. you break it down for someone who has no idea what the doll invasion is? Of course, of course. The doll invasion was a first annual event that basically galvanized a ton of trans people to descend on Fire Island for one day to go to a pool party. And that's literally it. Um, <laughs> there were, literally, it was, incre- it was so fun. If you're not familiar with Fire Island or haven't watched the, the movie or ha- are not familiar with the very interesting politic of Fire Island, you know, it's been a gay safe haven for a people since like the 20s and 30s, you know, in the 80s and 90s. It was like a refuge for gay men who were looking for a safe place away from the AIDS epidemic. And, you know, it's not quite as like of a political, radical, like, vacation spot as it used to be um, and now has this kind of association with um, being, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful, lush like East Coast getaways you could possibly have access to filled with some of the worst people on the planet. Like (laughs) truly like some of the most like rotted white men live on that Mm. island. All of them are gay. It's like, it's basically a gay commune. It has like a gay police state. Like it's, it's totally wild. Um, (laughs) And police state, you know, (laughs) it is, it's Uh. so it is like I was telling when we were on the charter bus there, we had a charter bus for the whole team to like go to the to Sayville to get on the ferry. And on the way there, I was kind of briefing them. And I was like, I was like, look, they're not like land pigs. OK, they're island pigs and they have nothing better to do than to break up parties. And so, like, we have to be prepared for if that happens, which it never did. But um, but yeah, no, I I'm someone who, you know, I was socialized as a gay man. I only came out as trans a, a bit ago. And I'm someone who has made many a trip to Fire Island, as I'm sure y'all have, too, and felt, mm-hmm. you know, a type of way about either how I was treated or the kind of communities that are there or the kind of access and money and privilege required in order to even be there. Mm. Um, and I felt like that was something that as I started to bring more and more trans people there, more people of color there on my own vacations, feeling like it was something that trans people widely should have access to, that they should be clued in on the magic of this of this safe space. So that was kind of part of the, the idea. I, I really felt unwelcome when I went there. When I went there, the meat rack actually went vegan. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the meat rack, the meat rack gets a lot of lore. If you don't know, like the meat rack is this place where people fuck between um, Cherry Grove and Fire and the Pines. I've never actually fucked in the meat rack. I've like obviously fucked on Fire Island, but never successfully perused there. You got to watch out for the ticks and the deers because those deers like to watch. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, Bambi, calm down. Yeah. I'm not trying to get Lyme disease. Okay. I'm not trying to be like, you know, Bella Hadid or whatever. She has Lyme disease. Famously, I think all the Hadids have Lyme disease. Oh. oh no. they, it's, they love to fuck in the meat rack. That's why. <laughs> yeah, no, that I'm must be why. Um, We're going to get a call from their publicist now. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was only joking. So this Wait, was a was philanthropic this... effort, too? Yes, it was. So, you know, there was... 
I have to disclaim, it was a not-for-profit venture. There was no, we did not have a 501c3. We didn't use any permits. We had no fiscal sponsor, no like trust fund baby, no Nepo baby, no like celebrity donor, no corporate money, anything, which is really cool to be able to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we we knew that we had a certain amount to fundraise for and that we wanted to, anything over-raised, we would send for the girls. And I honestly... When I was fundraising, I was really, I was very discouraged. Like, I was introduced to a lot of different, you know, wealthy people who I was told were passionate about trans issues that literally never gave. Only my friends gave to this thing at the end of the day. Um, and yeah, I, I think that there was like, I didn't know if we would make enough money. And lo and behold, as soon as I told more and more people about the idea and added to my coalition, it just like, had this momentum and we ended up raising fundraising $30,000 just to cover talent, like to pay everyone an equal rate to cover the cost of every material travel stipends for anybody that asked for them, um, travel stipends for the entire team, food, all this different stuff. And, and then also we were able to donate an additional 10 K to for the girls, which is an amazing, yes. a mutual. Yeah. Oh my god, amazing. Good for you. Come on, young blood, doing it. Trying, trying. Exactly. Where was this? This is an example. Where was the I see this picture? Chikatitas is in the pool. Have I been at this place? Is that Fruit Falls? Yes, it is. You for sure have been there before. Everybody's been there before. It's like known as like a kind of gay sex house. It used to be called Viagra Falls. Right. Um, (laughs) They they partnered with us and and gave us a huge donation, which made the donation to For the Girls possible, which is cool. Um, It felt really good to take over a space like, like, like that. You know, it was like a the whole weekend was like a kind of uh, a reorientation of like what you expect out of a fire island party, and for us to basically like reverse that in a lot of ways. Can you I tell love us that. about the welcome sign, please? <laughs> yes, of course. Um, I had this vision for dolls descending on the island at the same time. You know, there are certain ferries you take. <laughs> it's nice if you're in a group. I sent out this lot, huge email to every single RCP giving detailed instructions. And so for the fairies that descended, there was this huge banner um, that said, welcome transsexuals, as Work. they ascended onto the fa- onto the island. And that was held by none other than Sara Ramirez, who plays Che Diaz and was the first attendee of our party, which was like totally mind blowing. I was like, what? Che like, Diaz? <laughs> yes, I was like, what meme am I living through right now? This is crazy. Girl, um, the lady of the lake is the lady of the pines now. <laughs> and then our door, our door girl, Pierce, had, was standing by a sign that said doll check-in and like it was the the event was quote-unquote free for transsexuals and then there was like a kind of other like if you're not a transsexual it's like twenty dollars or more donation which we thought was (laughs) effective since we're usually the ones kind of put into that other category i love that doll check-in doll check-in jasmine kennedy for next year she needs she's the pool party princess right now (laughs) oh so yeah do you have plans to do this again next year A hundred percent. I mean, it's safe to say that it's an annual event. I would love for it to be on the same weekend because I actually think that was a really nice time for people to come um, and a lull on the island uh, in a great way. But, you know, I would love to do like one-off versions of it. You know what I mean? Like we should do like Doll Invasion Palm Springs. Like (gasps) Doll Invasion P-Town. Absolutely. I know the place. Why don't you use my house? Banquet halls are so impersonal. (laughs) 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 Honestly, let me pitch you this. Next year for the Doll Invasion, Race Chaser Underwater. Yes. Uh, Very wiki-watchy, the mermaids. Um, Where can people hear more from you? I, I hear you have a, po- a podcast. I do. I have a podcast called Like a Virgin, which I have with my friend Rose Domu. Um, you can find us anywhere podcasts are found. It's a lovely kind of pop culture podcast that digs into the things of your that were like some consider cult classics, things that were your favorites, like Harry Potter, Star Wars, all that jazz. And then we talk about stupid things like... Um, I don't know, goth culture or like mm. Y2K, like advocacy crazes, like the Stop Coney 2012 thing or, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, we're both trans. We have a very trans take on media and it's very fun to do. So everybody should listen. Amazing. Well, thank you for joining us, friend Gerardo. Thank and you. thank you for doing this really important work. 
My pleasure. Thank you for having me and for highlighting it. I'm a big fan of Race Chaser. Obviously, it's the podcast for the girls who listen. Salute. Salute. I knew you like nice things. Oh, my God, we're double booked this week. Oh, my God. I told Tony to not let this happen. You have to write it on the calendar in red marker when we have an out-of-town guest. Hopefully, like any good drag queen, we could squeeze them both in if we try hard enough. And we will. We will. We roll out the red carpet. Please welcome the co-founder of Crooked Media and co-host of Pod Save America and Love It or Leave It, the one and only, the incomparable, John, John Love It. Thank you what so an much. Introduction. So lovely to be here. So lovely to see you both again. Thank you. Make sure you, you get too. your thumb drive back from Tony at the end of the night or the girls <laughs> will steal your mixes. They'll be doing poli sci, mega mixes. <laughs> White House mumbo jumbos. Sure. Limbo Always lounges. Always watermark. Always watermark your music. DJ John Lovett. <laughs> uh, thanks for being back on the show. Uh, so uh, here on Race Chaser Hot Goss, we like to do a little segment called Let's, Let's Get, Get Political. Political. Uh, we are, you know, experts on very little, as uh, most of all politics. Uh, so we wanted to take some time today and uh, hear from someone who kind of knows what's going on. So can we ask you some questions? Sure. Yeah, hey, shoot. Okay, first okay. question, very specific. How do you feel about the state of politics right now? <laughs> Is that and if you could choose a perfect date, what date would that be? <laughs> what is... so? What is the feeling of politics right now? It's really strange, you know, because we went through Trump and a pandemic and an insurrection. And it was a lot of like, I feel like the feeling of those years were, was, it was a lot of ones and twos and like eights and nines, you know, horrible, anxiety provoking defeats, a lot to be afraid of, a lot to make you question your own sanity. Like what? I don't understand. How are people seeing what I'm seeing? And this is fucking close. Like, how is this? Like, what are we <laughs> what are we talking about? And then in these in, these victories, right? These like su- sometimes surprising or sometimes hard won victories, right? Like uh, uh, winning back the House or defeating an effort to repeal health care or obviously winning the 2020 elections. And I think one of the challenges of like the past couple of years has been like living in this world of like fours, fives, and sixes where we have the White House. So the threat feels different. People are maybe starting to get a little complacent again. And then all of a sudden Roe v. Wade is overturned. And then that old feeling comes back. And then all of a sudden people are kind of ready to fight again. I think the same thing has been happening on, um, on a lot of these trans bans that have been passing and a lot of these anti-abortion laws that have been passing, like, I don't know, just this week, Voters in Ohio voted against a ballot measure that was ultimately about trying to pass some kind of abortion restriction in Ohio. So I think that like after a long time of people feeling a little fatigued of politics, there is this sort of return to like a a level of attention maybe that we hadn't had for a while. Yes. I kind of feel like there's going to be a motion for like, a book ban on books about abortion that are read by drag queens to kids. Like they're getting so specific with these rules. And now they're, they're a state just passed something that said we are eliminating legislation that could ever present a book ban as a law or something. I think it was like Indiana or Ohio or one of those. Like they were like, we're cutting this off at the pass. Well, I think one thing that's happening with a lot of these rules, like you've seen this with, this is what happened with the abortion ban that was in Texas. This is what happens with some of these book bans or the don't say gay law in Florida. The way that these Republicans write the law is it's not an outright, it's like sneaky, right? It's not like an outright ban. There's nowhere in the law that says books about gay, you know, Billy the Bunny has two bi parents. Like that doesn't get banned, whatever. What happens is the, the, the law empowers rando 
QAnon parents to go to a school board or to file a complaint. And it empowers Mm -hmm. their most fervent followers to just make life worse for a gay teacher or for a librarian or for a parent of a trans kid, right? In Texas, that's another example. And so like, that's, I think, what's been really like sneaky and dangerous about a lot of these laws. And they're pretty explicit about it. It's like, yes, part of it is they want, they, they don't like drag queens. They don't like trans they don't like they don't like the idea of a trans acceptance. Uh, they're not they're, they they have really kind of internalized a lot of homophobia about what happens when you have a gay teacher in the classroom. But at the same time, they also just want to undermine public schools. They want to undermine these public institutions and just make being a teacher worse, make being a school administrator worse, make overseeing a school board meeting worse, just like make life a little more miserable for the people in public service to, to kind of continue what they, this project for a really long time of just like ruining these shared and communal spaces so that people turn to private schools or religious schools, or just turn away from funding the safety net and the social Mm -hmm. services and like the public goods that we built over like the whole history of the country. Yeah. Um, uh, what about the presidential election? Uh, is it too early to think about this? I no. don't think it's too early. Is there? No, a- it's time. You know what? It's finally not. Here's the thing. It's it's not early anymore. You know, it's basically uh-uh. the fall. We're kind of a year away. Girl, so have at it. Yeah. Can we just all write in Oprah <laughs> or <All> Michelle? <laughs> We can't do that. We can't. What? Why? So what do we do? Who do we vote? Just tell me who to vote for. Well. Uh, here's the thing. Biden may be old, but, but, but that's, you, you, you go to the presidential race with the grandpa you have. All right. That's it. Okay. This is our grandpa and we got to fight for him. Like he's our grandpa. Not because we think grandpa's perfect and not because grandpa doesn't say weird things at the dinner table sometimes or fall asleep a little earlier than we'd like, Mm -hmm. but because the grandpa he's about to run against fucking sucks <laughs> and yeah, honestly, bad grandpa and honestly for the for a, like as far as grandpas go like if you would have told me that joe biden was going to be as successful a president as he had been, has been over the last couple of years that he'd be able to that that he'd be fighting so hard for student debt that he'd have gotten this incredible climate bill through a, uh, a really closely divided Congress, including getting the vote of a West Virginia senator. If you had told me about all the different executive orders he's been able to do, if you told me that he was able to like out negotiate the Republican Speaker of the House in a budget deal, like I would have not anticipated just how ready this group of people was for this exact moment. And so, mm-hmm. like, is Joe Biden perfect? No. Do I like that we live in a country where the news is pretty much always about how a very old person who's in charge of something fell? No, I don't think that that's <laughs> ideal. Not my favorite. I, you know, I think that there's a lot of people who are very smart who don't remember the Bay of Pigs. And I think that that's cool. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I like you, I just think that like, there's Wait, a lot Dipper of people. had a pool party? <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> Come on. Island pigs. <laughs> but like there's a lot of people who, you know, I think that like between the people that don't remember 9-11 uh, all the way back to the people who don't remember, say, like the Kennedy assassination, everyone in that sweet spot, like they should be in charge for a while. You know, I think. Yeah, it's better yeah. than Mitch McConnell, too. At least he's not like stroking out and glitching on air. <laughs> Shit. It really did glitch. It was a full on like, did they need a battery reset? What happened there? Just the blankness and then them letting him stand there for that long before someone was like, I would have been yanking that arm real quick. Like I stood I up like, on a, a seat in a restaurant. And my mom yanked my arm down. Like, Let's go. It, the news was also like, oh, no, no, don't worry. He feels better. It's like, OK, did someone did they get it? Put him in a machine that scans you. That, that's not like I just, that's not your brain is not 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 working right. Mm you yeah. can't just freeze. You might. He needed that buzzer that they had on, on season one of All Stars on Drag Race for the She Emergency, the lip sync button, so Shut her partner could up. come in. So Yara Sophia could come I in and, say, and finish the speech for her. Oh, That's not a bad idea. My God. That's, That's, what bad she That's all she needed. Uh. So <laughs> do you have any recommendations for if people want to get involved and do something? 
What do you recommend? So here's what I recommend. We should run. If you, you first of all, first run of away. All, run for something. There oh. is a listen. Oh, run for office. Okay. Run for office. Okay. Okay. There is a look. There is a school board near both of you that uh, could really use your energy. All right. These school okay. board meetings are they're either boring or they're being disrupted by right wing kooks. They have they have no drama. They have no charisma. <laughs> they have no showmanship. We've you know, got those things. And you've got those things for days. You've got extra. Yeah. So, hey, why don't you give it to your country? You know? Okay. Hey, that, yeah. that charisma that's just falling off the back of you, just landed on the ground as you're walking around, scoop it up, give it's it to your country. slippery. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, if people really want to help, we, have a, we started something called Vote Save America because a lot of people asked us, hey, like, especially, like, especially right, you know, starting in basically 2017, but all the way through, like, the news is really confusing. There's every day it feels like there's some new fire. And when you put out one fire, a new fire started. We don't know what the most important thing is. We don't know the most useful thing to do is. And so we started Vote Save America, votesaveamerica.com, where it you can sign up. And then all you have to do is sign up. And then you will get emails and you will get notified for the ways to make the biggest impact near you. So as elections approach, you can sign up and you will find the volunteer opportunities that are the most helpful by you or the ways to donate even just a few dollars that can go the furthest. Like our promise to you is if we ask you to donate, we've done some research to make sure it's valuable. So we right now, for example, we have something called the Fuck Bands Fund. The Fuck Bands Mm. Fund, you can donate either to political organizations that are on the ground in states that are passing anti-trans laws and trying to ban gender affirming care and stop doctors and, and parents from doing the right thing. Uh, for for their trans teens. Um, and we also have a fund that goes to organizations on the ground that are helping to provide resources to trans and queer youth and people. And so we've created those two funds so that, like, you know, if you donate, those are going to organizations that are really having either a political or a personal impact, like right now. But we're always coming up with ways to help like that. And so if you just sign up for Vote Save America or follow Vote Save America on, on social media, you'll just constantly get a steady drumbeat of the of the ways that you can have an impact. And then you know, like, hey, this organization has like helped figure out the ways that I can kind of sort this, the noise from the ways to, to kind of make a difference. I'm following Vote Save America right now. That's so great that you do that. And I love that people can have like an action course because hearing all those things you were saying about like how the world is in politics, because I don't really follow politics, it like upsets you and gives you agita as you listen. You're like, why isn't anybody fixing this? These old people are ruining the country, not to be ageist. Um, but I was like, I would love to be able to help. And like now, like if anybody is listening and they have a second home or a third home, go follow Vote Save America and give them some money. <laughs> Honestly, because if you can, you should at this point. There's been a lot of discussion online from um, trans girls saying, like, you know, gay men are a lot of talk. And when it comes down to it, we we need to help our trans sisters. So I love that you're doing that for for the girls, too. And and you're currently on tour across the country with the Errors Tour. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. You get it. Hey, you get it. Where can people get tickets, though? <laughs> if you go to cricket.com slash events, we're going to be touring all fall. And it is a political comedy show. It's a, I have to say, it's got to be the, it's got to be the gayest show that has had, there's, there, ha, there can't be a touring comedy show that has had as many senators and drag queens on. There's just no <laughs> other show where you can get both. Like, where are you on? You you both were on Love with it or Katie Leave Katie Porter. It, it was Katie great. Porter. One you, of the that ones that awesome. I knew. She was, was amazing. Awesome. She's quick. Um, she's she's amazing. But um, but uh, that's just one example. And come on, I love that. Where are you gonna find that? Well, I I don't know. But don't give any of the senators or drag queens bananas on tour. <laughs> Why? Talk- because because he's he's making reference to uh, uh, a certain scandal unfolding before our eyes that involves a, uh, a group of dancers who went to a club in Amsterdam and were made to uh, consume a banana from I would say a um, an orifice a surprising an unusual receptacle. Oh, that Perhaps. was that was my high school so, name. 
Sounds like one of Willem's shows. <laughs> Unusual <Sense>. receptacle. <laughs> was she headlining at that venue? <laughs> she was giving head for lines. Um, there's a dollar from every Love It or Leave It 2023 Irish Store tickets sold directly donated to Vote Save America's Fuck Bands Leave Queer Kids Alone Fund. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. You're one of the good ones. Thank, Thank you for I, doing... I'm right back at you. Hey. Mm. You too. Thanks Come for on. doing such good work, and thank you for uh, coming on and uh, doing a little tip spot today. Um, there to. is no fee, um, uh, but you're welcome to um, keep a portion of your tips that you made on stage. Yeah, you can cash out your ones, but we will need an I nine. We do report tips. Um, <laughs> Me too. And, and oh, uh, oh your your couple of sticklers are you? Yeah, <laughs> we have we have a counterfeit marker too, just in case. Don't. <laughs> And you can keep your stuff back here, but don't be in and out of the dressing room all night with your friends, okay? All right. Thank you. Hey, you run a tight ship, and I respect the hell out of that. <laughs> so beware. Thank you so much. John, love it, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you both. Just between us, ghouls. Okay. This so is the moment. This is the moment. This is the moment. Uh, this is the moment where we go spelunking, unking, unking, deep inside the DM. Would you like to read this one? Yeah. <laughs> this is from Cam. Good morning, Alaska Willem Dipper and all distinguished guests present. When I heard Willem Extinguished say, guests. Oh, extinguished. I'm so sorry. I'm just <laughs> Lumiere is going to be mad. Uh, when I heard Willem say, sad Torkelson daughter, I immediately had a full-out flashback to sitting in my bedroom watching reruns on the Disney Channel. It apparently aired in syndication from 94 to 99 under the title, The Torkelsons. But it was a two. It was two one-season shows titled "The Torkelsons" and "Almost Home." It starred Connie Ray and also featured a young Connie Ray. Connie Ray. Connie, Connie Ray. Connie Ray. Oh uh, no, that's Bobby Ray. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pre-Clueless, Brittany Murphy was also on it. It originally aired on NBC and only lasted 33 episodes. But Disney really ran that show every day of the fucking week for years in such a way that I was convinced it was more well known than it is. But I've never met anyone who else who remembers it. Thank you for jogging my memory, Willem. I feel weird sending a dick pic along with pics from a Disney show, but you'll just have to trust that it's pink, thick, and pretty in the hopes that this gets priority boarding. Uh, thank you for the content, ladies. You're my favorite, Cam. Well, yep. a picture's worth four words, I guess, but we'll just take the words this time. The Torkelsons. <laughs> I had never heard of this uh, I thought you were having a Mitch McConnell when you were saying this. I have, no, I have no idea what this is. But no, this is a real TV show. Uh-huh. The and Torkelsons. Con Connie Ray was a down-on-her-luck mom. She moved to a new town. She had five kids. Um, and there was like a prom dress episode where she got a dress from a thrift store and then they put a flower on it and some rich girl in town was like, that's my old dress. That's where Billy kicked a football and there's mud under that flower. And she ripped it off. And then she's like, my dress has been reincarnated as a prom dress and I'm the prettiest one, blah, 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 blah. She wasn't. A single mother bravely struggles to support her brood of five, including her teenaged daughter. Okay, so who's this guy? <laughs> Girl. Is that a romantic interest? Yeah, there's Just... like a, a neighbor or somebody that she works for. And then the next season, she moves in with him, I think. And I think they lose a couple of the kids, like how Family Matters lost Laura. Why is the daughter in the washing machine? What Girl, is... That's not oh, the daughter. I... That's the son, baby. Oh, and it's the dryer. Oh, that's the son. Uh -huh, Listen, gender's a construct. Gender's a construct, tear it apart. <laughs> I've got news for you. There's a lot of single mothers who have children. And I love that they're like, this is such a novelty. This is an unheard of phenomenon. I, she's bravely facing the Girl, it's called being a parent. Girl, sometimes... Girl. What the fuck? This show's <laughs> fucked up. This show fucked up drag. You, you know, I've seen it. I saw a meme uh, of people talking, and they said they talking changed. Talking about people. They they um they changed the names of Disney shows so often because For of the, the contracting. Crazy, because right? They don't have to pay you more. 
up to, so if they, they do like a two year contract. So every two years they would rename the show or three years or whatever. They would rename the show Miley Cyrus Almost Home or Hannah Montana, you know. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, now on deck. Right. So they would change the name slightly so that they wouldn't have to pay people more. They are dogs. The Disney mouse is a dog. Bob Iger, Disney dog. Like Mama, just pay the money to the people who do the things. What are you using it for, Tootsie Lou? What are you using it for? Honestly, Bob Iger earns like $78,000 a day. A day. Some of these people who are writers are bravely trying to raise their brood, including their teenage daughter. You're right. Bitch, That's I just so saw... But anyway... It, yeah. uh no dick pics, but there is a pic of Brittany Murphy looking gorgeous. She's really mm-hmm. stunning. Faster, kill faster. Pussy cat. Faster, the gas, the pussy cat. <laughs> uh, I'm doing that tonight. She... Don't try it. I'm turning it in. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just emailed Cassie Nova. I'm doing you it. You emailed him the YouTube link, and it still has ads on it, so that does not count. They're for Helix. <laughs> the next message comes from Alexis. Hello, Alaska Willem and Dipper. Not so long time, first time. Oh. Recently, Willem talked about the makeover curse, and Alaska asked for a spreadsheet or something to prove the curse is real. I'm a bored queer boy on summer break, so I did what I do best and made a chart. <laughs> it contains all the regular seasons of Drag Race US plus the All-Stars seasons and some facts. I hope my little project reaches you. Greetings from Switzerland, Alexis. I thought it was Alexis Michelle writing in to get on the pod again. Hello. Hello, girls. Okay. Makeover winner. So wait, what did we... My th- what, what, what was so- the... Hypothesis. What, what the theory is, is if you win the makeover challenge, you will be in the final, but you'll place not, second. Sec, yeah, second. Rebecca Glasscock, she was, was there a second or a first that year? Rebecca Glasscock was or not was second, second place, third? but that was first season. Wasn't season two, uh, yeah. I saw Raven. The, the hypothesis could be that it's finale, but you don't. Okay, know. but I think that, okay, well, let's look. Raven uh, won the makeover challenge and Tyra Sanchez won. Raven came in second place. Manila won the makeover challenge. Raja won. She came in second place. Fifi O'Hara won the makeover challenge. Sharon Needles won. Uh, Fifi wasn't exactly second place, but she was in the final. Roxy Andrews, makeover winner. Jinx Monsoon winner. Uh, Roxy Andrews technically was second place. Um, Bianca Del Rio won the makeover challenge. Bianca Del Rio was the winner. Okay, that's an exception. Pearl, makeover winner. Violet Chachki, winner. She was second or third. Mm, Ginger was second. Okay. Her name was She saw her name on the check. Naomi Smalls, makeover winner. Bob TDQ. Trinity the Tuck, makeover winner. Sasha won. And then t- t- 10, Miss Cracker won the makeover. And Aquari- Did she make it to the final? She was fourth or fifth, I think. Okay, season. so that's an exception. She made it to the final for All-Stars. Brooklyn but it Heights. is a pretty, it's a pretty close. Yeah. But you know why? Let me tell you why. They do the makeover challenge later in the season. So the odds of you making it to the final are very high. Ever in your favor. Yeah, there are a few exceptions. The only queens to break the curse are Bianca, Jada, Simone, and Monet. Simone's was also a double win with Utica, though. Oh, okay. The curse seems to be active in seasons all over the world. Only five queens from finished seasons were able to win both the makeover challenge and the whole season. Kitamine from Down Under, Priyanka in Canada, uh, and Angela Anang. From Thailand, Envy Peru, and Vanessa Van Cartier from Holland. Mm-hmm. The only season that seems to be the exact opposite from the curse is Holland. In both existing seasons, the makeover challenge winners also turn out to win the whole season. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thanks, Thank Mark you Baggett. For- 
I love spreadsheets. I love facts. I, I love breaking to... down statistics. It, it really tickles me. Thank you for that, Alexis. Yeah. Thank that you. Was, that was just a deaf display of intellect. I wouldn't even know doom, how to doom, make doom, doom. a spreadsheet. Do you know that Jinx, um, Jinx referenced Classic on her podcast, 40% Podcast, which is her Futurama podcast? What'd she do? She said, we're doing an old episode until the new ones come out. So this is our classic. And then oh. they went, do, 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 do. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Run me my check. Good. No. <laughs> Uh, this is an update from Portland. This is from AFF. Hello, dolls, dipper, and esteemed guest. You're just fucking great. Did you know that <laughs> Portland's Dragathon did it? They beat the world record in Mamaru, even maybe pre-recorded videoed in. They broke their fundraising goal as well. Huge congrats to Poison Waters and the cast at Darcells who are pushing her legacy forward. This is from the Mercury, uh, which is a Portland paper. A force of drag artists on stage at Darcells. 15 Showplace aided the planning and logistics power of gender non-conforming clothing line Wild Fang, and it began a marathon of continuous musical, dance, comedy performances, non-stop for 48 hours until they eventually broke the world record for the longest drag artist stage show. This happened July 12th at 4.25 p.m., so daytime gig. The Guinness World Records adjudicator Michael Empiric announced Darcel 15 Showplace and Wild Fang had set the new world record for the longest drag artist stage show. Gag. Yes. Wild Fang CEO Emma McIlroy directed the crowd to a screen on the wall that played a congratulations message from RuPaul's Drag Race host, RuPaul. She said, big kiss from Mama Ru. Congratulating the club on setting the record and... Spreading the joy of drag throughout the world. Oh, this is How so did nice. How they get her to do a video message? Girl, World of Wonder sent it. She didn't know who she was talking to. We also recently, she was Mitch McConnell in. They have those in, on a file. It's like cameos. Do you think they just, yeah, they just have her saying, congratulations. Congratulations. We're so proud job of you. Well Thank done. Thank you. Thank you. We don't give the stickers for the parking. No, you have to take care of that. We also, uh, AFF goes on to say, we also renamed a city plaza after Darcel. It's the Darcel 15 Plaza. Easy to remember. Iconic. Portland City Link. We're linking it in our Instagram bio. You're fucking amazing. Love you all. That's amazing. 48-hour-long drag show. I mean, I've been to drag shows that feel like they were 48 hours long, but never. Everybody's doing ballads. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, do- I'm doing the nine minute version of Monument by Robin. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> with, with the yeah. fucking low flute and the, the bassoon, baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Darcel, we love you. I hope you're listening to our podcast in heaven. Uh, this is wonderful. Um, uh, now we have a little bit of an announcement this coming Tuesday, Big mm. Dipper and Meatball are doing a special live stream only for Mom Plus Gold members. Get sloppy with the hosts of Sloppy Seconds as they chat about their upcoming New York trip, their opinions on Ariana Grande, and Dipper will continue to overshare about his sex life. Tuesday, mm. August 15th at 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Easter. That's on Tuesday. Okay. Sloppy Seconds live stream. Only available on Mom Plus Gold. Sign up for the gold or even diamond experience at mompodcast.plus. Mompodcast.plus. We want to thank you so much for listening to Hot God. Thank you. And a special thank you to our tip spots, Fran Torado and John Lovett. Yes. We love it. And remember, please take a moment to rate and review our show highly on your podcast apps. And shout out to all of the Mom Plus Gold subscribers who are listening to this episode ad-free behind that good pussy paywall. Mm. A special shout out to our diamond dolls, Christopher, Christopher. and your hubby, Miguel. Miguel. Hello, Diamondinas. Hi, boys. We know you're listening. Make sure to sign up for Mom Plus Gold at Mom Podcast Plus. 
You'll also get exclusive access to the all-new Hall and Closet Season 2. And guess who the guest is this week? Little old me. Aleka. <laughs> Aleka. <laughs> Alinda. Follow us on Instagram at Willem, at the only Alaska 5000, at Ray Chaser Pod, and at Mom Podcasts. Stay safe out there, everybody. And we will be back next week for another steaming, piping, scalding serving of hot gauze. That's hot. M. Oh. Mom! To get access to our monthly video episodes and tons of bonus content, sign up for Mom Plus Gold at mompodcasts.plus. Hosted by Alaskan Willem. And produced by Big Dipper. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Alaska, Big Dipper, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is by Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. Who, me? 